You got it. You got it for sure. What's the revolution? Revolutionaries was good. Good, good. Today's episode is brought to you by the Rogue Media Group, which is a veteran-led integrative marketing agency with affiliated networks that reach nearly 1 million multicultural professionals, business owners, and public policymakers. RMG, as it's affectionately known, was founded in 2013 by my dude, Maximilian Hamilton and has grown from a single offering to a multifaceted media company that offers everything from media planning and buying to written content development, sponsorship consulting, and conference development, as well as digital marketing, custom video, DEI strategy, personal branding, and speaker sourcing. RMG's signature program, one that I was able to MC last year, is the fifth annual Fuel, the Ultimate Men's Summit. It will take place this year in November, the 9th through the 12th, 2023, in Houston, Texas. The annual summit is a gathering of 500 plus CEOs, professionals, entrepreneurs, and thought leaders. Participants will explore and discuss advancing the mobility of black professionals, entrepreneurs, and business leaders. The summit will include a golf outing, panel discussions, keynotes, breakout sessions, and awards recognition, and guess this, a celebration of hip hop's 50th anniversary. To learn more about RMG and Fuel, the Ultimate Men's Summit, visit www.roguemg.com. And now, let's get ready for the show. Kenny Onora, founder and CEO of Come Home. What's your revolution? Doing something with purpose, like having a purpose here in life. Um, and everybody's purpose isn't to be an entrepreneur. Everybody's purpose is everybody isn't going to be LeBron James or have an amazing rap career, whatever. But go out and find your purpose. To me, my purpose was to use something that was tough and damaging for me from a mental standpoint to use that story. Can I have your attention for a moment? What's good, Revolution? Welcome to the What's Your Revolution show, a show for men and the people who love them. We'll discuss how men can find and embrace the revolution within themselves. Where people can find and embrace the revolution within themselves. I am your host, Dr. Charles Corproof. What's good, revolutionaries? <laughs> I hope all is well and that you are doing your thing. And as I say, every week, every time we are together, I hope that you're out here with your people, that you're finding your communities. It's homecoming season. Right. And I know at the recording of this show, I'm going to see my boys. I'm going to see my Dukes play who are number 25 in the country. Right. Number 25 in the country. I'm going to hope it at the at the posting of this show, they are still number 25 in the country. Go Dukes. Go Dukes. But it is Hampton's homecoming. It is Norfolk State's homecoming. Howard's homecoming was last week. I know folks who are out reveling. It's our time. Right. And I'm going to say this for my people who, who don't look like me. It's our time. It's family time. It's homecoming. And you know what that means? We get to see our people. We get to think about what we looked like X amount of years ago, because I am about to tell you what this class reunion is for me. But I just want to make sure that you are finding your people and that you're finding your purpose and that you're finding your revolution. We are in the fourth 
quarter, right? At the recording of this show, it is your time. How are you going to finish fulfilling the question that you answered in January? Or whenever you started, how are you going to finish? Who are your midwives that you need right now to help you make sure that you end the year correctly? What are the choices that you need to make to make sure that you can fulfill your revolution? Right. What do you need to revolt and evolve into revolt from and evolve into to be the most revolutionary version of yourself? And can you revolutionaries ask yourself, what's my next revolution? What's the next thing that I need to get better at? What's the next thing that can radically transform how I show up for myself and for my people? That's what I want you to be thinking about. That's why we're here. Revolution, as you know, that I love what I do. I love this show, but I also love the venture capital work that I do. And I get to spend time with some amazing people in the world who are trying their best and making it happen to invest into entrepreneurs who are creating the most amazing brands and products and life-changing technology. They're going to make sure that we as a people can move into the next phases of our life. I want to give a shout out to the folks in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Act House Ventures, we build, right? The folks out there who are doing amazing things for entrepreneurs and women and people of color. The George Kaiser Family Foundation figured it out that if we invest in all entrepreneurs, then we will watch our economy grow. And I got a chance to go out to Tulsa a couple of weeks ago. And I want to give a shout out to Ashley. Can't think of Ashley's, Ashley's last name, Kenny. Ashley Sims. Ashley Sims. And what they're doing out there. She brought some of the most prolific venture capital folks out for the Black Venture Summit. And there I got to meet this brother that you all are going to see and hear. Kenny Onura. I knew it was. Did I say it right? You got it. You got it for sure. There we go. And I met this brother because, you know, when, when you see when you see, you know, ball brothers with a beard, you know, there's, there's a camaraderie. There, there's a camaraderie that comes about. And I was like, brother, who are you? Because there's a kindred spirit. What happens when two brothers, when you when you're a bald and beard come together, like, what's your story? And we got a chance to sit down. I want to introduce my brother, Kenny, to the show, to the What's Your Revolution show. What's going on with you, man? How are you? Oh, man. Oh, man. Well, first off, I want to say thank you for having me on this platform, brother. I really appreciate it. We got a chance to touch base in Tulsa. I got to tell you about my podcast. You're like, I got a podcast, too. I'm like, oh, we both, we got to swap it out. Then we got to swap it out. Yeah. So glad to start this off today, man. I'm doing well, man. Everybody, my name is Kenny Onor, born and raised in Raleigh, North Carolina. Shout out. To two Nigerian parents. So definitely shout out to all my Niger people tuning Mm -hmm. in this right now. That's love. Um, And I'm doing well, man. Can't complain. You know know where I'm at, right outside of Washington, D.C. You mentioned Howard's homecoming. I was just outside with Howard folks last (laughs) weekend. It was a beautiful time. All the beautiful black people really enjoying and celebrating the history and tradition of HU. So um, I've been loving my time in D.C. and really excited to be on this podcast today, fam. Yeah. Yeah. I want to give a shout out. I want to shout out. uh, Talk about your podcast for a second, man. I want people to know. Let's get it in. Like, revolutionaries we know we support our people i want you to go talk about that talk about what the the name of the podcast and what's it about yeah no doubt no doubt so my podcast is called bald to bold 
Mm. Bald to bold. And uh it's perfect because we got two bald guys on, on, on right now on your on your podcast. Um but my ball my podcast has a very similar format. Man. I just sit down with bald guys and we have the opportunity to talk about the ups and downs of hair loss. We talk about mental mental health, confidence, self-care, and manhood. But again, all through the lens of hair loss. Uh many guys deal with hair loss. The data says two-thirds of all American men are going to deal with some kind of significant hair loss by the age of 35. Mm. So we're talking about millions of men, right, that are dealing with hair loss. And for many of them, not all, but for many of them, that hair loss can come with emotional trauma, whether that's loss of confidence, anxiety, embarrassment. Some even deal with depression because of it. And um, I'm sure sure you have women watching this podcast too. And women um, even also deal with alopecia hair loss and know know what it feels like to kind of Mm -hmm. have to get over the change that comes with hair loss. So it's not easy for men. So we use the podcast to really tell those stories of vulnerability. Um, And it's a beautiful thing. And man, it almost feels like a lot of times guys get on and be like, damn, bro, this felt like therapy. I never had the chance to really talk about this before. So it's a beautiful thing, bro. I love that. Again, revolutions, make sure you go bald to bold, bald to bold, bald to bold. Make sure that you're listening to these stories. You can find his YouTube channel. Uh, amazing stories, man. Interesting that I went in and, and listened and, and found myself coming home. That there's a, there's a little, there's a, there, look, there's a little teaser because we want to talk about this brother's brand in a few moments, but it found, I found myself coming home, listening to brothers and their stories, uh, how they're talking about, their mental health. And that's a part of what we are here is that we have our ability to talk about the journeys, the revolutions that we're on. Ball to bold is that revolution, right? And we'll, we'll talk about that some more, but I want to pull back for a second, my dear brother, because we met in Tulsa. And I think that there, there, I, there's something there that I want my revolutionaries to know about. You know, we talk about entrepreneurship so much on this show. We talk about venture capital, but, and not the, but, Entrepreneurs are so critical to our success and the, and the building of wealth in our communities. Talk about your time in Tulsa. Talk about the people who are really pouring into that and really what you got out as an entrepreneur there. Weave your brand into this story because I think it's important. But let's dive down into Tulsa because I think it's so important because there's so much rich history that goes into Tulsa, Oklahoma. Yeah, man. So I graduated from my MBA program at the University of Michigan in uh, May 2021. Okay. Right. And uh, for anybody, any MBA folks watching, everybody knows go to business school. Most people go to business school to go consulting, tech, banking, take these well-off jobs. Uh, But that wasn't me, right? That really wasn't my path. I was in consulting before business school and I found the entrepreneurship bug. So I went to business school solely focused on building a company. Mm. Um, and we'll get to the details of yeah. home and my brand a little bit later. But um, as graduation approached two years later, I also was in school during the pandemic. So that's a whole different story. Um, but as graduation approached two years later, again, all my friends are going to New York, San Francisco, Chicago, wherever. And um, I'm trying to figure out what's next for me. What can I do to ensure that I can continue to follow my passion and pursue my business? And for me, that mean, that meant not taking a full-time job in any mm-hmm. place. It meant trying to find a way to s- some kind of raise, scrap, scrap up some kind of funds to continue working on this business. And at the time, um, Act House, which is Dom Malachi's. Mm-hmm. Uh, Malachi Blankenship. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, absolutely. Amazing brothers. Um, they were launching their first cohort of at Tulsa mm. in um, Tulsa, Oklahoma. I had never been to Tulsa. I'd never been to Oklahoma. I had no plans on ever really going. <laughs> like, it wasn't on my radar. Man, um, these, brother. But, huh? <laughs> Tumbleweeds. Yeah, like not on my radar at all. Like I'm a big, I've lived in New York, Miami. Mm. I've lived in so many big cities. Like that's kind of my life. But um, oftentimes when you're building something that's an entrepreneur, you hear, you hear the word sacrifice and risk. Yeah. Yeah. And I had gotten to the point in my life that I was willing to take that sacrifice and risk. I think it's an entrepreneur. What you got to do most importantly is you got to be willing to uh, kind of, people say right now, you keep hearing folks saying, I'm standing on business. I'm standing on business. And for me, when I, when I say that, it means, you know, putting your money where your mouth is. Yeah. Right. And if I yeah. really wanted to build this business, I knew that there was an opportunity down in Oklahoma and in Tulsa, and I would be willing to move down there if I got into the program. Um, it all worked out. I got into the program. So June, I found myself June 2021 moving down to Tulsa. Yeah. Um, and I just packed my bags up, went down there, didn't know what to expect, um, didn't have any friends down there. Um, but it was the opportunity for me to focus on my business. And to your point earlier, Tulsa has a massive and a just incredible history of black commerce, black entrepreneurship. Still- and we own, yeah, right. And when you, for me, somebody like me, I, I grew up in Raleigh, North Carolina, I'm 30 minutes from Durham, which is also has a history of a black wall street. Then exactly. I, took my talents to uh, Ann Arbor, Michigan, 30 minutes from Detroit, who obviously has another rich history of black artistry, black musicians, black commerce. So then going to Tulsa just kind of felt like my life was weaving this weird pattern where I was kind of finding myself in all these places where black entrepreneurship and business just flourished over in history. So I was excited to get there, man. And um, Act House, uh, building Tulsa, like you mentioned, the Joyce Kaiser Foundation, Oh man, just doing amazing things in Tulsa. If you have not been, you should definitely go. The energy is palpating. You can feel the energy when you're down there. And I'm sure you, you can attest to that as well, oh, yeah. Charles. Oh yeah. You know, brother, it, it is amazing when we think about uh, this ability as an entrepreneur to ask for help yeah. um, and ask for help and then receive it. It's an interesting thing, particularly as a black male founder. And I say that for everyone who listens to the show, is that although that there's this impetus that we create great companies, that genius is equally distributed, but opportunity is not, what we find in Tulsa with their ecosystem, as we talk about, let's talk about our language, is that there is a belief there. There is a strong belief there that we're going to find a way to give the opportunity for founders and entrepreneurs of all hues to build their dreams and the companies of the future. And I think that for those people who listen to the show who are ecosystem builders, regardless of whether you're building an entrepreneurship ecosystem or you're building an ecosystem on a ship or you're building an ecosystem in your company, your culture, whatever it is, you have to think about what it looks like when there's a diverse group of people working collaboratively to build something greater. And that's what I see in Tulsa. That's what that's what I see. And shout out to Ashley Sims and her team, right? And we build Tulsa and bringing, you know, the Black Venture Summit together of thought leaders and thought provokers and entrepreneurs and investors to come together in this city that had a history of, of like you said, Black commerce that was then destroyed. And they have, are now working to build up to make sure that 
the history of Tulsa, Oklahoma is not just that history of a group of people, smart, intellect, beautiful people building commerce and then it being destroyed by white supremacists and then nothing happened. It is the history of that. Now we can rebuild. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It is a wonderful, wonderful thing. So shout out to all, all the free press that you're getting <laughs> from what we're talking about. Um, but it is an amazing it is an amazing time. You know, I want you to talk about what did you get from Act House as an entrepreneur? Yeah. yeah talk about yeah. that, because I think there are accelerators around the country. But what's so, what's the special sauce that they gave you to help you proliferate your brand and talk about your brand in that? Yeah, man. So I've been a part, I think I've done three, three accelerators at this point mm-hmm. and um, all great accelerators for sure. Um, I think when I think about my experience at Act House, a couple of things come to mind. One, uh, I don't think there's any more founder friendly terms when it comes to capital that you're going to find out there, right? right? <laughs> what Dom and Malachi are doing uh, and the entire team. So shout out to Leah, Quan, Marie, that the entire team is amazing. So what they're doing yeah. is uh, $70,000 to um, non-dilutive capital mm-hmm. on a non-recourse loan to founders. Right. So that means if you just, if that money just goes up in smoke, cool, you can walk away scotch-free, mm. um, non-dilutive. Right. So you, it's, it's very, it's just the cheapest money you can get. Essentially, <laughs> right. It's any equity in your company. <laughs> So that's work. amazing. Yeah, we want to yeah. help you escalate, accelerate. Yeah, and like some people may say, but oh, but they're asking you to pay it back um, in in a form form of a zero interest loan if you do if your company does do well. Well, yeah, they ask you to pay it back so they can then pay that forward to another yeah. founder, yeah. right? Yeah, and that's important, right? You want to do your service to somebody that's coming behind you the same service that, they, that was done upon you. Yeah. So, um, I mean, I think it's an amazing model and uh, $70,000, especially as a, you know, pre-seed or seed stage business, that's nothing to sniff at. So um, yeah. that's amazing. And then also when you're in Tulsa and this is not a knock on Tulsa, but um, you can go to an accelerator in LA or New York, et cetera. But one thing about Tulsa for sure is, you can focus in Tulsa. There's not a lot of distractions. <laughs> not a ton of distractions. <laughs> and that was special for me, too, because I was there, um, you know, really early stages of my business, grinding it out, trying to figure things out. And I wasn't distracted by the hoopla. Everybody that was down there was just focused on building. Yeah. That was special. Yeah. Right. You know, I was surrounded about by tech founders, ed tech, media tech, um, one other CPG founder and just learning from each other, right? Everybody's fully committed hundred percent to their business at the time. So you're just learning so many different things. I remember I would go to the gym with one other founder every morning. We'd go to the gym around 7 a.m. And it was almost like a dream come true because I love working out, but I also love entrepreneurship. So in between sets, we're talking cap tables. We're talking business models. We're talking about uh, how to raise money. How are you thinking about, you know, VCs, angels, how are you contacting them? Yeah. Just so, just the, the best conversation I can have in between sets um, for somebody like me. So just especially your business and my revolutionary, my revolutionaries know these terms. Non-dilutive means that we're not taking any equity from your company. CPG is consumer product goods. You know, thinking about cap tables, capitalization tables, who's taking equity off you, you know, from your company by investing in it. Those, those type of things, you all know those terms, but it, it is a wonderful thing to sit in community with each other and to build. And, Let's just jump in because 
what did you build? Like, what, yeah. what did you build? Because there's a story behind that. Yeah, absolutely, man. So as you mentioned, uh, there's a story behind it. You guys see me today, and Charles mentioned it earlier, too. Beautiful black man, bald man, killing it, right? You see, you killing see how we looking, you know what I'm saying? I'm shy. I stand on business when it comes to bald <laughs> man. And I, and, I, and I used to always say that, you know, we, we popping again like light-skinned guys in the 90s. We up, it's, it's our turn now. It's I'm our turn. <laughs> but so essentially what I, the business I launched is called Come Home. What it is, it's a tech-enabled men's personal care brand that's injecting confidence into the hair loss journey. Mm. Uh, the data says two-thirds of all American men are going to deal with some kind of hair loss by 35, right? So we're talking about millions of men are going to deal with hair loss. But historically, if you look at that, the way the market has approached that hair loss it's primarily focused on hair restoration drugs, meaning, oh, you're losing your hair. Try to grow it back with this right. drug or that drug. Right. Um, but there's really never been a focus on, OK, what if I'm just confident being bald? Mm. What if I don't want to take these drugs for the rest of my life? Right. So, <laughs> so for instance, when I was losing my hair and like I mentioned to Dr. Charles earlier, like I'm a 90s baby. So I grew up durag waves, oh, sharp yeah. hairline. You got yeah. to go to the barbershop every week. If you did it, you would get jokes on the school bus. Like it was just a thing. It's oh, part yeah. of that culture. Yeah. Gotta make it happen. You gotta gotta look nice. And um, so that that's kind of this is how I grew up. So my hair was a, a meant a lot to me. And when I started losing my hair in 2013, I was shook. You know, to be quite honest, I was yeah. always a very confident guy. This was the first time that my confidence took a took a hit. Um, so now I'm wearing hats all the time, trying to like hide this bald spot that I'm dealing with. Like, you know, if I don't have a hat on and I'm sitting down, I'm trying to like make sure I'm sitting by a wall. So like people walking by me can't see the bald spot. And it was just stressful mm. um, dealing with anxiety over it. Yeah. Um embarrassment things of that nature and you know my friends would just make make jokes about it you know that's just what we did as kids we would j joke on each other pick on each other um but i know i don't think they ever knew how much those jokes actually cut yeah. not because what they were actually saying but just because what i was dealing with internally mm -hmm. right and i had nobody to talk to about it so i'm just dealing with these jokes trying to smile through it and, and it was tough um so i fought with my hair loss for about three years and, you know, I looked at Rogaine, obviously, like, okay, can I try this? Will it help grow my hair back? I tried it for about three, three and a half months. It didn't work for me. But the data actually says it only works for about one third of the men that use it. So give or take no, did not 70%, even. it's not going to work. Um, and then the only other FDA approved drug is called Finasteride. And it's the yep. same drug when you see Kims or Keeps, yep. all these new brands that are coming out focused on hair restoration. They're the same drugs. Um, just the patent ran out on Rogaine um, and Propecia. So now that the patent has run out, now yeah. new companies can oh, yeah. Exactly. Anybody can take it to bring it to market. Um, so finasteride, the only other FDA approved drug, it does have a higher efficacy rate than Rogaine. But my doctor said, hey, you know, side effects could be erectile dysfunction, yeah. do sex drive. Yeah. And for me personally, I can't speak to nobody else. But for me personally, the math wasn't mathing on that no, equation. Not math. Not, not math. Not math at all. Not math one bit. <laughs> so for me, I said, okay, cool. Like none of these are going to work for me. It came to a point I had to just accept my fate, right? And uh, my homies would always say, Kenny, just come home. Just come mm -hmm. home, bro. Come Meaning home. just embrace okay. it. Okay. Yeah, j just embrace your hair loss and shave your head. So um, it got to a point for me, it's point of no return. Because at this point, I was going to the barbershop paying for a haircut. 
but put a hat on immediately because I was still embarrassed. Like it still didn't look good. Even though, so I was like, I'm paying $20. Nobody's seeing the haircut. I'm like, what are you doing at this point? Is you had the point of no return. So, um, I go to the barber, uh, let him know, Hey, today's the last day. He shaves my head. I give him a hug. So I was like, I ain't gonna see you like that no more. Like, <laughs> I'm not going to be paying you to do this. Like you used to be. So, um, I give him a hug and, um, obviously I'm asking him like, what product should I use now? And he, he, he showed me like what razor I should get. But as far as like scout maintenance, he didn't have anything to offer me. And I thought that was mm. interesting. Yeah. This was about 2017, 2018. So Bevel was out. Tristan Walker was doing his thing. Yeah. Uh, Dollar Shave Club was out. Uh, Harry's were out. So there was some new energy in the men's personal care space. So I felt like, hey, if there are these new brands kind of infiltrating the market for men, what about ball guys? Yeah. The market to me was large enough, right? The market was there. So why not ball guys? It also reminded me of yeah. the same... Uh, when when the, the natural hair movement for women, yeah, right, for quite some time, you know, women of color would just perm their hair. They wouldn't wear it natural. They weren't looking for products to wear it natural. But then finally, somebody was like, you know what? Like, no, I'm actually going to wear my hair like it's supposed to be. Yeah, I'm going to wear it naturally. And then there's a massive market created around that. Brave, so brave, I felt like there was a changer. Let me tell you, I just, yeah. I just put that out there. Yeah. So you know, I just felt like, hey, like, why not something similar? for bald man and that's where the concept of come home came about so i worked on it for like maybe say two to three years but behind the scenes and then we officially hit the market last year we hit the market with a scalp wash a scalp exfoliator and a scalp moisturizer um and just to let you guys know it's not only a dope brand you can find us at comehome.com c-o-m-m-e-h-o-m-m-e.com but not only a dope brand, our products do solve functional pain points. So one of the major pain points that I dealt with as a bald man, and I'm sure Charles can say the same, is that bald guys, one of the biggest pain points for us is shaving frequency. Yeah. Like we don't look this good all the time. Like we got, we got to shave every day, every other day. Actually the classic quick. <laughs> quick. Sunday, Monday morning, like whoo. <laughs> <laughs> it takes a lot of work for us, yeah. you know, and um, and I I didn't realize that. I mean, growing up, when I would see bald guys at the barbershop, especially, I'd be like, "What are you doing in a chair? You have no hair." Not thinking like, "Okay, yeah, he might have been losing his hairline or losing his hair here, but everywhere else, it still grows just as fast." Yeah. So you got to shave your head very frequently. Um, so our scalp moisturizer actually uses natural plant extracts to help slow your hair growth over time which essentially now you don't have to shave as much. So um, any guy, any guy, any ball guys looking for amazing products and also looking to shave less, solve some of your pain points, definitely check us out at comehome.com. Man, that, that, that is amazing. Um, definitely going to be checking that out because um, I look this good every day. <laughs> I look this good. I look this good every day because um, thanks to Gillette, you need to be sponsoring the show. Uh, give me, give me that mock, give me that mock five. But you're right. It is an interesting thing. There's so much to unpack. Um, but yeah, I mean, shave every day. I don't go if like it's very rarely that I go out of the house where I am not like shaved. I don't like clean uh, shaved. Yeah, there's, there's always a clean. There's always a clean shave. I, I don't want any shadow. Sometimes I even shave twice a day if I know I got something really, really yeah going on. But it is it is interesting to think about one like what kind of products can we use to make sure that we're taking care of our our scalp, taking care. Because our skin is a, you know, our largest organ and 
You know, if you're bald, you're taking in a lot of sun, you're taking a, a, a lot of the elements, all of the different things. And how are you taking care of yourself? So that that is a wonderful thing. I think that what is important for me to pull out is this journey. Yeah. You know, it, it is this journey, because as we talked about in the green room, uh, Kenny, is that um, people's journey to hair loss uh, and, and bald is can can be very different can you know can be can vary because my journey was my journey was different and I probably have never said this on the show is that I knew it was going to come right I, I, I knew it was going to come so one day I just got a hair you know my ass and was like I'm a I'm a I'm a shave shave my head I took the clippers right down the middle of my head. I was like, well, it'll grow back if it looks bad. And I didn't know, you know, the, I, one of the things that I think that we think about is bald men. And, and, and for those who love us, right, thinking about this, you know, um, the shape of our head is important if you're going to go bald. Um, and for the people who have been in my life and for the people that are in my life, uh, you know that rubbing my head is the way to soothe the savage beast. I will forget any ill that you've ever done if you will just rub my head, right? Yeah, we, but, call, we call that a, a love language. Yeah, it's a love language. It, it, is a, it is a love language, right? And But for us, if our head looks somewhat decent when it's bald, then we can move on, right? And I, I got lucky. I, I, I got lucky. You know, my mother still calls me egghead. Uh, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But I got, I got lucky that it doesn't look too bad, right? It doesn't look too bad when it's shaved. And I didn't think about hair loss because I started shaving my head and I could still, if I wanted to, still get a line. Now, 20 years later, the hair loss, the hair loss journey is there. There are parts of my head that are bald. You know, there's still hair, but that are bald. And so I started to think a little bit more about it, but, you know, I, not as much as I, I as I thought about it in the beginning because I chose this. It wasn't it wasn't my journey where I had to think about oh I'm losing my hair. What am I going to do? I didn't have I didn't have that. So I, when when you started talking, I was like there was some there was some privilege on my part. Mm-hmm. I didn't have that 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 taxing like I'm losing my hair, but that causes that causes stress. There's a there's a stress to because. Well, think about it, Charles. Like, there's a massive market out here right now. There's a massive market for um, hair restoration products. Yes, billion dollar market. Yes. Right? People flying to Turkey um, overseas to get hair transplants. So, like, if if there wasn't a strong emotion associated That's with going bald, that market likely wouldn't exist. That's right. Right. So, think yeah. about people spending thousands of dollars for that. Yeah, yeah, and 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 I think that you know, and this is my hypothesis in our society, we think of hair and virility. You know, as a sign, as, as a sign of youth. Interestingly enough, and here comes Dr. Corpo. I know Revolution. He's like, oh boy, he's about to start, he's about to spout some research. Yeah, I'm about to spout some research. Is that uh, <laughs> the theory is espoused that men who are bald actually uh, actually are sexier? Yes, I said that. Um, are found are found as more attractive and actually exhibit more testosterone or seen as more manly. Um, and so it's very, very interesting that, that, that research around, um, you know, ha- has come kind of full forward, come forward that bald being bald is seen as a sign of strength. And, but we have always noted that, you know, can I get that line? I look, I missed my waves. Like I, I worked hard. I worked hard getting to get them waves, man. I really didn't. 
hard. Who did it? Like, yeah. like you said, do rag with the, with the crease with the <laughs> with the crease in the front, brother. Let me tell you, like, how do you get that crease out? Because that crease was that, that crease was dented. Uh, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? How do you get it out? But what happens when you lose that 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 sign of virility? You know, I my waves are gone, but. For me, and I, I wonder, revolutionaries and, and you know, revolutionaries and the people that love us, I, I, I wonder how we have accepted this part of our life. Um, because for me, it was a choice. For me, it was a choice. And then I got rewarded for that choice. You know, there were rewards. There were rewards from people that I wanted reward from. You know, there were accolades coming from people that said, oh, that's sexy or that's attractive or you're more attractive without that. So, oh, OK. But what happens when, you know, when you may not get that or you may not have the 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 head for it? What do you do? And we, mm-hmm. there's, there's an amazing market out there. Like I've seen, you know, interesting thing, Kenny, like men getting I guess it's 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 weave. You know, all the things because of the mental health aspects of what we think hair does for us, you know, and talk about this. This is where we can bring some of your podcasts back. Talk about some of the experiences that the brothers have had talking about their hair loss journeys, you know, because it's because we couch that as hair loss journey. And that's something that I never thought about. And so thank you for illuminating that. That it is a, it is a journey to acceptance that I may be losing my hair or I've lost my hair. Now what? Yeah, yeah. So you mentioned the interesting thing regarding your journey, right? Like it, it was easy for you, and you uh, called it a potentially a privilege. Like, oh, you know, I, I didn't have to deal with that. And when we talked in the green green room earlier as well, I was kind of trying to like understand, like, wait, so how, why did your story end up like that, right? Mm-hmm. And then through my podcast. I've had a few men who get on the podcast and say like, oh, that's crazy. You know, mine was simple. I, I just shaved my head. I didn't deal with any of that. Mm. And the first time I heard that, I was shocked. I was like, wait, you didn't, you didn't deal with it. Like, tell me more. And many of them, and I can't say all, but for many of those circumstances, these are guys who had bald men in their family. Oh, my dad was bald already. Mm. My uncles were bald already. So I, I saw it, you know, growing up. So I didn't, I didn't think like, oh, my, my dad, he's still super cool. And then like, yeah, he had, but he's bald. So when it happens to me, it's not going to be an issue. But I think for guys who never see that, right, who never see that around their family, they're not expecting it. So it can be gut-wrenching. And many of them now are trying to understand, okay, like how do I deal with this change? Because this is a change that you're going to deal with for the rest of your life, right? When you, once you go go bald, it's not like you can change your mind and grow grow dreads like the next month, <laughs> like, you know, your hair, you're, you're losing your hair. It's not a thing, right? So um, this is like, you know, it's it's a life change, a major life change. So um, it's one that you have to kind of yourself sit with and prepare for, yeah. right? Oftentimes, as you, as you mentioned, you went bald and immediately, um, you were getting, you know, uh, accolades or the response was great. And, uh, ironically, same thing. When I shaved, I remember when I say shaved my head the day I shaved it, I was so, I was feeling like embarrassed about them wearing hats and I was going up to, I was driving up to see a friend, maybe two hours up the road. And I'm thinking, okay, I, I was 27 at the time when I shaved and in my head, okay, I'm 27, but now that I'm bald, I look 35. <laughs> Immediately. I think my, now my shaved head makes me look older and I'm like, 
So, you know, as a heterosexual guy, I'm thinking, how are women going to, like, look at me now? Mm-hmm. Like, and I remember I stopped. I'll never forget this. I stopped at Zaxby's. I know the restaurant, exact restaurant. I stopped at Zaxby's on the way up to get some food. And uh, there's two younger women at the register. And um, I put in my order. And after I put in my order, I'm kind of just waiting there. And they're looking at me kind of giggling. And I'm like, wow, <laughs> they're really five. giving me jokes. Ooh, right that boy, <laughs> so, so listen, so listen. Oh, but in my head... I'm thinking they're giving me jokes. I'm like, they laughing at my bald head. Damn, I can't believe this already. So they keep looking and laughing. And I just, I walk up to them. I'm like, what's, what's, what y'all laughing at? What's so funny? They're like, oh, we're trying, just trying to guess your age. And again, I'm 27. So I'm thinking, oh, they're right, thinking I'm 35, 40. And, and one of them is like, oh, I guess 25. And the other one, she guess 24. So they both guess younger. And I'm like, so it's really so basically what that did for me i'm like oh so a lot of the stuff that i'm dealing with mm-hmm. i'm just making up in my head yeah. externally people are not perceiving mm-hmm. me that way to your point there's data that says bald men are perceived to be more dominant yeah. more intelligent mm-hmm. more successful yeah. right that is the outside perception but oftentimes when we're dealing with that hair loss mm-hmm. we're just beating ourselves up inside. Yeah. it's an internal battle mm-hmm. Right. Um, so for me, even when I was hearing women or other guys, even like, bro, you look good. With the, you look fine with the wow. head. You're good. It still took me a while personally to tell myself that. Right. But once I was able to tell myself that, then I was back in my bag yeah. Then I was yeah. him again. Yeah. But it's a it's a one on one battle often. But we think it's a, like it's a us, a them versus us battle. And often it's just you versus you. Just you versus you. And I am big to tell on this on this show is that we create stories in our mind, right? The brain, the, the brain is skewed towards negative. And mostly intelligent folks have the ability to go validate the stories, Kenny, right? To go validate the story. Is this story actually true? What, what are the facts? Are there any facts that actually say that this story is a true story? Oftentimes the story is not valid or pieces of it are not valid or a large percentage of it are are not valid. And then what do we do? Like, wait, oh, yes. Now, part of this journey, Kenny, is that the other the other aspect of this 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 bald journey for me was the growing of the beard, because without the beard, I look like a snapping turtle. Uh, you know what I'm saying? And like, I look like a Maryland Terrapin if we can keep it real. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And that was something that I had to, I had to embrace. Like once I started growing the beard, I was like, oh, this is, this is a game changer. Two watershed moments in my life was when going bald and getting, uh, getting the positive accolades and then growing the beard, growing the beard. The beard was almost fully gray by the time I started growing. I was like, whoa, but there's an embracing, right? And, 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 and for the, you know, for the women that listen to the show, understand that there is a double standard. There is wisdom around, there's wisdom that has been attributed to baldness and gray. And unfortunately, that, that same thing does not go for women. And I apologize for that. That, that, that double standard actually exists that I hear it all the time. Like, don't color your gray. There's 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 a wisdom that goes along with it. Great, great. I understand that, right? I love my gray, you know. But sometimes, you know, for the show, you gotta you gotta you gotta spice it up a little bit. My point is, is that we have to come back and and make sure that we're telling ourselves or we're validating the stories that are in our mind. And if we don't do that, we can create, we can continue to build on invalid stories, and that can affect our mental health. Right. Think thinking about that. The question that I have for you, Kenny, is that 
you know, what do you say to those folks who are in the transition, right? Because everybody can't, everybody can't, everybody can't just shave their head. It don't, it don't look good. You know, since you can talk about that side of it, when people are losing their hair, they're thinning, what do you say to them? How do they move through the journey? Yeah. So, you know, it's funny because when I first started building this out in my head, I was like, Hey, cool. What you're going to do is you're going to create this dope brand. Mm -hmm. You're going to help empower bald men. You're going to show more bald men, more content around bald men, being powerful, being bold, be good. And guys that are dealing with hair loss are going to see this and be like, well, you know, they're doing okay. I should be fine. You know, why, why am I fighting this? Right. But to be honest, that's not what happened, bro. Like, Unfortunately, I don't have the power to just go to a man that's dealing with hair loss and say, hey, bro, like, look, I've been there. Just shave it. You'll be fine. I can't just say some words and get some guy to be like, you know what? You're right. Let me just do it. It, It's still it's still a one on one battle. Yeah. Right. I can share my story. I can help. I can have other guys share their stories for this individual. But it's still a one on one battle. What I've tried to do is not only share stories and create amazing content that helps helps guys, guys realize that, hey, like I can I can kind of get past this without having to deal with some of the emotional trauma. I've also tried to infuse technology into mm-hmm. it, right? So we also use um, augment, an augmented reality experience oh, okay. yeah. to allow guys to see themselves uh, with a bald head in a very realistic manner. And then it, uh, it'll pop up and show them a current before and after, right? So they can see themselves now with if the, if the hairline, whatever's going on side by side with themselves bald and start to kind of get adjusted to what this may look like. I love right? that. The AI yeah. enabled technology. Mm-hmm. So that's been great for us as well. Um, that, 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 that particular, uh, AR experience drives a ton of traffic to our website. Um, but we're really trying to figure out what are the best ways, right? Is there, is there a technology route we can take? Is there a content route we can take? Try to bundle the two to really help guys kind of get over that story, bro. Um, but I don't have a, a magic, but there's not a silver bullet for this, bro. Um, mental health and confidence, there's not a silver bullet. Yeah. You know, everyone's story is different. And what I'm just trying to do is make sure that I can do my part to help guys. And now it's funny because... Uh, some people that are, are familiar with the brand will always text my phone or send me something on Instagram. Like, Oh my God, Kenny, this person needs to come home. What do I say to him? He needs I to come that. home. And it's, it's just so many people mm-hmm. that are like, why are Cause women all the time and say like, Kenny, why do guys hold on? Why, what do, they don't <laughs> understand that we like it. Like we like bald man. Like it looks way better than your hairline all the way back here. Like just shave it. And I'm like, Hey, like I wish I just had the secret sauce to yeah. get guys to understand that. But again, it's a one-on-one battle. So I'm really just trying to do what I can do um, from a technology standpoint and a content standpoint yeah. to help guys along that journey. No, I feel you. And I, I, look, brother, I, I definitely appreciate that because you never know what people are dealing with and how they're dealing with it. And unfortunately, we are a vanity-filled society. Uh, and now, you know, you think about when I was growing up, you, you know, it took, it took forever to get a picture back, right? The concept, the concept of the selfie was not, the, you know, uh, wasn't a thing. You know, I, I, guess, I guess you could take selfies, but the, inst- the instant, right, unless it was a Polaroid, the instant, like, let me take the selfie and see what I look like, or let me take a million pictures to get it right. 
you know, and so, and then let's post it on a, a social media site where millions of people can see it over time, right? And that has the ability to influence how we see ourselves. You know, let me put the best version of myself out there. Well, what if I can't get the best version of myself? What is, you know, how do I figure this out? And I want to say, but again, this is my privilege, like, yo, just embrace who you are. You know, I want, look, I wish I was taller. I wish I was a baller. I wish I was a shot caller. You know what I'm saying? Um, but in essence, in, in essence, this is the way that God, the universe, whoever you believe in made you. And love, love is love. People are going to love you for who you are. Again, but I feel like I'm speaking from this very privileged perspective where in this instance, it worked out well for me. And, but for others, like it, it's a journey and understand it's a, that, yeah, it's a journey in that what Kenny is trying to ask you is that how do you figure out how you can come home? Because coming home is not just embracing who you are. It is coming home to a community of folks who understand this journey with you, if I'm correct. Would, would you, would you say that I'm, uh, that I have summing up or illuminating this correctly? A hundred percent, man. And to, uh, to me, Coming home. So also, I, I like to, I don't, and this is like a little Easter egg, I suppose, but um, you guys notice we spell the brand in French, mm. right? Come home in French, because in French, it means like a man or ask a man. Mm. So our whole mantra is to help men embrace their natural evolution right. as a man, right? And again, my, my, at the end of the day, my goal isn't to tell every guy that hey, you need to be bald or like, you know, if, if the hair transplant is your thing and that makes you confident, cool, right? I've, I've quickly learned in building this business that for some people, bald isn't bald isn't right for some people. Yeah. Right? They just can't overcome the, the 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 reality of not having hair. They just can't overcome that. So if a hair transplant is what you need to get, do whatever makes you comfortable. But there is definitely, I believe, a faction of men who are just comfortable in their own skin. Yeah. And for those individuals, right, my business isn't for everybody. No business is for everybody. Uh, but there's a faction of men who are comfortable with their own skin and just and like to live an authentic life, right? Because I believe personally that when you're authentic to yourself, it's easier to do everything. Because when you're trying to be somebody else, you're wearing a man weave or yeah. you're trying to hide your, like, that's a lot of work trying to hide something all the time. Yeah. It's a lot of work trying to lie to the people. And like, that's a lot of extra stress and work. But when you're just confident and authentic in yourself, that's to me when you really have the opportunity to win. People can see fake. Yeah. Right? yeah. People can see through the bull stuff. So like, uh, for me, I'm hoping to allow guys to take that stress off of guys with the hair loss. Remove that. There's, there's a lot of other stress in life. Let's remove that piece of stress. Yeah. Come home. Be confident. We've got a whole community of men doing it. And then now that that piece is gone, you can go out and deal with all the real, the real struggles of life. Yeah. Hair loss to me isn't one of the, the struggles of life that you should be spending time really focused on. Yeah. Yeah. Brother, you are. You are telling a story and I, you are telling a story and, and it moves me into asking you this question. Um, Kenny Onora, founder and CEO of Come Home. What's your revolution? Yeah. I mean, you guys have heard it right here. Like I think life, um, life is short, right? You never know what's going to happen in life. So I'm, for me, I'm very passionate about 
doing something with purpose, like having a purpose here in life. Um, and everybody's purpose isn't to be an entrepreneur. Everybody's purpose is everybody isn't going to be LeBron James or have an amazing rap career, whatever. But go out and find your purpose. To me, my purpose was to use something that was tough and damaging for me from a mental standpoint to use that story to hopefully help other guys. Yeah. yeah. So I'm out here and my revolution is to help guys, like you mentioned earlier, embrace their natural evolution. Mm-hmm. Right. Be who you are, be authentic in doing so. Cause I believe life is so much easier to live when you're being authentic and you have a, a much powerful, much more powerful story when you're authentic. And that's been my superpower all my life, yeah. my authentic, being authentic. Being so authentic. if I can share that with other people, um, I'm happy to do it through this conduit of come home through podcasts like your own, through podcasts like the Ball to Bowl podcast, et cetera. Yeah, brother, I appreciate that. That is, that's it. Being your authentic self. Um, and continue to, you know, and I'll, I'll put that caveat in it, being your authentic self and moving, moving the authenticity, authenticity down the road. Because if you look back and I say this, if you look back to your authentic self five years ago, you're different. You've done work, right? You've done this authenticity grows. If you're doing the work revolutionaries, Right. The authentic versions of you continue to grow. You see yourself a little bit differently. Like this is me in my most authentic form, but it's different. It's grown. It's blossomed. It has evolved. You've revolted from something to get into involved into this to be more authentic, embracing who you are, embracing the revolution that you are. And that is why I get to interview amazing, dope ass entrepreneurs, activists, athletes, authors, everybody to talk about their story of revolution that sometimes, a lot of times, starts with pain. Starts with pain. Revolution can happen with a painful event. And then you've got to figure out, right, how to move through this to come out on the other side. And so revolution is I ask you so many times, think about what you want to change in your life, radically changing your life. Think about who you want to be and the behaviors that you need to get rid of to be this revolutionary version of yourself. Who are the people that you need to surround yourself with? Those people who will hold you accountable, those people who will show you mountaintops that you've never seen before because they have ascended to it and they want to lift down. They want to reach back and say, you know what? I got here. I got you. But you just got to have the will to climb this mountain. You got to have the will. You got to have the will to do that. And that's what this brother has done. He figured out what the will to look like to be bald and beautiful. That, that's the thing. I want everybody to go check out Ball to Bold, this wonderful podcast, you know, with brothers who look just like him and myself and go check out his website. If you are if you are a, a, a bald man or someone that loves a bald man and you want to buy something that is going to take care of their scalp and you know, it feels good. Because like I said at the beginning of this show, if you want to soothe my savage beast, rub my head. Right. Uh, but I. I want you to feel, I want it to feel good to you. So make sure you go to comehome.com, C-O-M-M-E-H-O-M-M-E.com 
Make sure you go and buy some of his products. And Kenny, thank you for all that you do in the world, brother. I appreciate you. I appreciate you. I appreciate you. Shout out to the brothers at Act House, all those folks in Tulsa that are doing the amazing work. And revolutionaries, we will see you next time. And know that I am here for you and that I love you and that I love you and that I love you. And I hope you can answer you and fulfill what we think is the most thought-provoking question of your life. What's your revolution? We'll talk to you soon. Peace. Take care. What's good, revolutionaries? Revolutionaries, look, (laughs) it's always good. It's always good to spend time with you and be in this space with you. I think about what my revolution has been, and it is to provide you with content that is going to help you be the most revolutionary version of yourself, to think about how and when and where You can radically transform your life to be something that you've never been before. That's why it's a revolution, to be something that you've never been before. Can you imagine that? Can you imagine and look in the mirror and say, I've never been this person before. But if you don't know the answer to the question, you can't be that person. So I'm employing you. I'm asking you, please. And we're here to help you. We will be unveiling our new website in a couple of weeks. And one of the gifts that I'm going to give you is how to answer this question. What's your revolution? So look forward to it. Make sure you go check out the website when we when we unveil it. Download that PDF that is going to help you answer the question. And I look forward to seeing more of you saying, hey, Dr. Corpru, Charles, Corpru, whatever you call me. I know the answer. I got it. I'll talk to you soon. I love you. pandemic was really when I first had my, I guess, my first time going to therapy and really my first time just sitting with myself and with whether that was sitting with like I had broke up with my girl maybe like three, four months before the pandemic. I didn't really spend any time dealing with that. So I I really kind of started dealing with some like mental trauma, emotional trauma. Um, But I had I had roommates at the time. Right. And because we're all going through similar things, this loneliness, the crazy time in the world. We were having these conversations, these vulnerable conversations that I never had with friends really before. Um, so I wanted to make sure I used the podcast to continue that kind of conversation because I think it's healthy.